1: What's happening, Tiger Basketball fans? We are back for another edition of the Tiger Basketball Podcast. I'm here with producer Jason Munns, beat writer Drew Hill. I'm sports columnist Mark Giannato. We are back in the ping pong room. I'm sad
0: to report that the ping pong table has been broken. Of course, we can't have anything nice.
1: You didn't even let me say what room we're in. We're in the ping pong room of the Commercial Appeals offices.
0: We're in the Beale Street room. Whatever. It's the ping pong, oh, whatever it is. Still, David. Of course, we can't have anything nice. David has to break everything. Cobb. Yeah, mean. it was. It was the two of us were actually in here, and I got a firsthand. Uh, it wasn't you. No. I mean, no, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! There was a pause there. Uh-oh. I don't know. There was stu- a pause. Stu- there. I just not want to throw him under the bus. Like it was. He started. The to Cobbry crime the has content. an
1: accomplice, Jason.
0: I'm telling you, it wasn't me. I broke it. That's what happened. Well, now the
1: ping pong room is solely being used for podcasts, not ping pong. But Um, the
0: podcast room appears to be very close to ready. Making progress. Okay.
1: Well, since we last joined you, Penny Hardaway has filled out his staff a bit, hired a new strength and conditioning coach in Darby Rich from Texas A&M, hired a new assistant coach to replace Sam Mitchell in Cody Topper, uh, who came? Over, who was with the Sun Phoenix Suns last year? Um, drew initial impressions of Cody Toppert and Darby Rich from your perspective.
0: Uh, so Darby is a guy that is a former Alabama basketball player and is a has been doing this for a long time at South Carolina, at Oklahoma, at Texas A and M, and comes with a, a lot of recommendations. So and he see, he appears to be a, a very well liked um, and upbeat, sort of character. So, I think that's uh, a hire that appears to be uh, right. With exactly what you would want from a strength and conditioning perspective uh, to get guys excited about doing that kind of stuff. And then with Cody Toppert, really smart guy. Talked to him on the phone yesterday for a story that's on commercialappeal.com about his job interview and sort of how he ended up up here. But a uh, really, really, really smart guy, really thought out with everything he has to say, and... Polished. Uh, yes, yeah. Just, just comes across as somebody... You, you know, there are certain people you talk to, and it just... No matter what they're saying, it sounds like they're an expert at it, and that's sort of yeah, the Jason way it Munch. is. Yeah, Jason Munk. Yeah. Um, Except that, that's for the AAF and not necessarily uh, college um, basketball.
1: So what do you think he's going to bring to this staff? What do you think he's going to add to what Madlock and Mike Miller already do for Penny?
0: Sure. You know, it's really interesting because I asked him this exact question yesterday. And, of course, he knows that he's coming here and player development is supposed to be his specialty. That's what he did at at the last level in the NBA and in the G League. And that's what they want him to do here is develop guys, shorten that learning curve a little bit when freshmen get on campus and get guys ready for the NBA. But what he seems to think is there's a whole other element to this that he brings to the table, which is he's been an athletic trainer for so long. And I thought about the Allen Iverson practice press conference when he said this, but he he basically said practice is cool now. And all of these top-level recruits – now have personal trainers that they practice with every single day to get them ready for whatever level and you're no longer just going to the gym and playing pickup if you're a high level basketball recruit and before he you know, got to that NBA level um, he was a trainer and did that for a long time and he's very very connected in that uh, realm in that group of people and so he thinks that's going to help him as a recruiter, and that he's going to have a whole another element that he brings to the table as a recruiter, as on top of already being a, a well-known developer of players. Here's where I think he's important
1: for their recruiting, because ultimately, like, yes, I mean, I'm sure it'll be great if he can add some recruiting. Ultimately, like, Penny's going to be Penny and Mike are going to be the faces of their recruiting efforts, whoever they're recruiting. Where I think he helps their recruiting is. Like he mentioned, these sort of workout gurus are all the rage now. Penny can now say to these top recruits, here's our workout guru. He was working in the NBA, working with Devin Booker, working with DeAndre Ayton. Come to Memphis, you get to play for Penny Hardaway, you get to play for Mike Miller, and you get to work out with an NBA workout guy. And if, it, if if like you said, it's all the you know it's so popular right now and practice is cool again, that is just another layer that Penny can add to his recruiting pitch and why I think he was going for someone like that because the other candidate, I believe was Miles Simon. It was the first reported candidate and I, I think the from what I was told the negotiations went down the line pretty far. I, I do actually think Penny was considering both of them. And, you know, at some point he picked Cody Topper or negotiations broke down with Miles Simon. I don't, that's for Penny to, to say. I don't know for sure. But I do think he was considering both of them. And both of them have that. You could you could have said that about both of them um, when you take your pitch to these high-level recruits. And so that's why I think it'll be a valuable hire. And that, in addition, it sounds like he's a pretty bright guy. And, you know, maybe he can add a little bit to... To Penny's X's and O's or, um, just day-to-day scheduling and how he runs the program. Um, because he was, you know, I know Penny ha- comes from that NBA mindset, but this guy was literally in the NBA three months ago. Um, whereas Penny and Mike are now a couple years removed from it. So an interesting hire, definitely. And same with Darby Rich and, um, seems like really good hires and it seems that they seem like hires indicative of where the program is at right now in the pecking order because of this recruiting class like this is a very attractive
0: place to be right and and that's all stuff i sort of talked about um, yesterday and talked about in this story and i won't get into the specifics but cody topper has a much different background than like a mike miller per se or a penny hardaway he's a guy that went to an ivy league school You know, went and played professionally overseas and in a couple different places, but never to the level of that. And he already feels like, you know, he fits in so well with those guys. And sort of what was so attractive to him about Memphis was not only, yes, they have this number one recruiting class. Yes, they're the hot place to be right now. But when he sat down with Penny... And they really broke it down, and Penny tested him, and it was all stuff he said he had sort of seen before uh, at the NBA level, situationals, uh, tests, and just knowledge of the game, and, and uh, understanding Memphis's system and what they want to do. And when he went through all of that, Cody Topper basically said, it was amazing, and I was just looking for the fastest way I could sign up because exactly what Penny Hardaway was talking about is exactly what we had been preaching at the Suns, and it's the exact same way I want to play basketball, and the exact same way I think. And I just knew immediately. All right, this is it because he had one one year left on his deal with the Suns um, when he came over here. Now his the head coach uh, was fired. Igor. Yeah, I'm not Proposed gonna. Them. Yeah. I however, you want to say his last name, Igor. But um, he actually, when when this job had popped up, got a phone call about it, and was in the w- in the car with his wife on a staycation, um, and he said they both looked at each other and was like, "That is extremely intriguing that that job is open and um, that there could be interest in me there." And next thing you know, a few days later, he flies out. He's in Memphis. And he and Penny spent an entire day, just the two of them, inside of uh, the Lori Walton Family Basketball Center. And they went to one and only. That was their barbecue choice. That's, that's, I think came. that's
1: Penny's barbecue place. Like, like when, when he first took the job, I know that's where he took his first recruit as well. Um, it appears that is his. Although he he does stay on brand when he's on camera and talk about rendezvous, since they are a sponsor here in Memphis. Guy. He's smart. But but it seems like one and only is his barbecue place.
0: Mine too. It's been a pretty good couple of weeks. South Southaven just got a, a one and only oh, last okay. couple of weeks. Ago.
1: Interesting. So um. So the other news is that the whole team's on campus. The this this number one recruiting class that Penny Hardaway signed is now here in Memphis practicing. I guess Boogie Ellis
0: is technic- was
1: here, isn't here coming right back. now because he's graduating from high school. And he's I think coming- he's coming
0: back today.
1: Okay. I think. I believe so. We're recording this on Thursday. so um, And there was, I guess, a little internet concern, uh, Twitter concern, social media concern about Precious Achua because he was not here when everyone else showed up a week ago. Uh, but he arrived last night, I believe, right? Yes. Last night. Um, any insight into what happened there, Drew? I
0: mean, it, it, the way that it was uh, said what, what when I asked was essentially it's nothing to worry about uh, and that it had something to do with the NCAA and, you know, all the procedures you have to go through to, to get a kid on campus. Obviously, when, when you – Want to play in the NCAA? You have to go through all these steps to become a student athlete, and there was a holdup there somewhere. And but it's been worked out, and he's, he's here, here, and time to celebrate.
1: Yeah, no. So they, they start. They'll have another workout Saturday, Penny said, and then they start three days a week, I believe. After that, is that what he said? Two days, three days a week with individual workouts. It's basically their group, usually grouped by big men and and guards, essentially. Um, they can't have full practices until those ten days leading into the Bahamas ten trip.
0: practices, not necessarily. Oh. Yeah, you, can ha- you can hold ten practices.
1: Hold ten, You can have ten practices leading into the Bahamas trip, which is ultimately why you do these trips. Not because you want to go to the Bahamas. It's more because you want those ten practices in four games.
0: And because you kind of want to go to the Bahamas. Yeah, I guess you're <laughs>
1: right. I guess you're right. Bahamas. And it's a
0: chance to see your team play yeah, against yeah. some competition. Yeah, no, I've said four games.
1: The four yeah. games too. But like to me it's like if it's in the Bahamas or it's in um I don't know, like Windsor, Canada. Like in terms of what you gain, I don't you I don't get, think yeah. much difference. But yes, going to the Bahamas it's much nicer than Windsor, Canada. Although Windsor, Canada, a very cool I used to go there a lot when I was at University of Michigan.
0: Let me ask you this. What do you think? Sort of the rotation is going to look like in the Bahamas? Do you think he's just gonna roll out a different starting oh, lineup uh, every game? And yeah, I think I think it's
1: the perfect time to experiment with tons of different lineups. Make sure everyone plays, so you can see what works, what doesn't, who's progressing, who isn't. I think it's I think that's ripe for for ex- experimentation during those four games um, so yeah and I, I don't think we'll have a clear I mean we'll probably have a clear picture coming out of that who are the five or six best guys on the team maybe but I don't know if we'll have a clear sense of what Penny's gonna do rotation wise as the season progresses yet but we'll see maybe maybe we will um,
0: and but Penny said yesterday there's they don't he's not telling at least who the opponents are going to be. Um, when they make that trip down there. Yeah. It seems
1: like from past trips it was like, you know, the Bahamian national team and like um, maybe some European teams that are playing their preseason, doing preseason games or something like that. That seems to be the
0: precedent
1: set by other teams that have gone to the Bahamas for stuff like this. Um, So that'll be...
0: And Fantasy do you have night. an idea of
1: the dates of the games? That I've been sounds, to, yeah. I've been told Wednesday, Thursday. like they're going Monday, August twelfth through Monday, August nineteenth, and I've heard Wednesday, Thursday of that week, and then Saturday, Sunday, yeah, of that
0: week. That's what it sounds like it's going to be, and that gives them a couple days when they first get there to just. Well, you know, Penny. I mean, that Bahama thing. Resort.
1: The golf course there is the PGA Tour has their Bahamas PGA Tour event there. Oh, you best yeah. believe Penny's going to be golf. I didn't. I didn't
0: register that. That's yeah. a good point.
1: You best believe there's going to be a golfing day at least. I mean, I would think there's I mean, got to be because I don't think they can practice between the games. You can only you only get the ten practices beforehand, right? Does that sound yes. right to you?
0: Yes. And then I
1: think I mean honestly. There's going to be some team-building activities. I of mean, course. this is where you build this. Trips like this are where you can build some chemistry that lasts into the season. And so that's something that's definitely worthwhile. About Who do going you think
0: is the best? Not I'm not talking about the coaches. Who's the best? Let's just make a weird prediction. Best golfer on the Memphis basketball team. Take your pick.
1: Not coaches? Not coaches. Whew. <laughs> do any of them play golf? Do we know?
0: I, like, I've got a suspicion because Penny likes golf so much that Jaden, that there may be something at his house to practice or something. And maybe, yeah, maybe Jaden. Maybe that's Jayden. probably
1: a good guess. That's a good educated guess. That's a good educated a guess. Good educated guess. So for some reason, I I want to believe Boogie Ellis plays golf. I don't know.
0: Southern California? Yeah,
1: San Diego. But if, I have no actual evidence no, so or proof yeah. uh, that that is actually the case.
0: I'm just picturing James Wiseman uh, at a PGA Tour event. Think about
1: how big his clubs would have to be. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I like the Boogie Ellis. uh, Just because he's from California, he's totally different than everyone else. And he
0: kind of has a look just from the pictures that I've seen. He just kind of has a look to him that he'd probably be good at. He's one of those guys that might be good at a lot of things. Yeah, I don't know if he's good at
1: golf. I'm just thinking maybe he plays golf. or,
0: Or the type of guy who can...
1: I mean, maybe, I mean Alo is also a, an option. He like basically lived with Penny. He's been with Penny since the 6th grade. Maybe Penny has rubbed off on him. Penny's love of golf has rubbed off on Alo. Maybe. I don't maybe. know. I've never seen him play golf though, so or heard of that he played
0: golf. I wonder if Mick Cronin is still invited to come play golf with Penny now that he took the UCLA job. He was vouch- after that U- after that Cincinnati Memphis game, Mick was uh, was vouching for a trip to TPC Southwind. Uh, he wanted to play around with Penny there.
1: Penny did say he told me yesterday he's going to be playing, in it's not a pro am this year at the WGC. There's no pro am at the WGC event at Southwind, but he's going to play. I guess it'll be like a celebrity am. Um, Penny is going to told me he's going to play in that uh, in July at the end of July. Um, he's earned he's earned as many golfing trips as he wants. I think at this point any update uh, this week it's funny it's interesting like with this new recruiting calendar today i'm guessing penny is in charlottesville virginia because at the nba players association camp for 24 hours with this new weird recruiting calendar it is open uh to college coaches and that top 100 camp a lot of the guys you know Basically, all the guys Memphis is recruiting in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, I'm guessing most, almost all of them are going to be there. Matt, I know Matt Morell's there, um, but any any sort of update on? Uh, I know we've all been focused on, on this twenty 29- nine. The
0: open scholarship is that not open scholarship? No,
1: just like what, they, what they, what's been going on on the for them recruiting wise.
0: I mean, obviously. Uh, something that we have because we discussed. focused on that
1: 2019 so much, but now I mean like that sign well, is done. Now 2020,
0: 2020 is, here. is like I was thinking
1: about it. Like the early signing period for 2020 starts in October. Right, it's, it's not that far away.
0: Now, so a couple a couple things. First of all, we haven't even noted in that November, Matt Morrell is is transferring to IMG. We haven't talked about that yet. Um, yeah. So that's obviously notable because they have Trey Draper down there. Um, and so you know you got your Memphis connections. Oh, he told me there. on the radio he mm-hmm. is not
1: going to be like in his ear about Memphis. Like he's not going to take. He he wants Matt to make the decision on his own.
0: Right. And no, I know. And isn't that what you would expect Trey to say? I mean, he's got to. That's his responsibility is to do that. My my point is more that it's not, not a bad thing to he's have him yes, around. Him. Exactly. Yes, it's exactly. Exactly. That's 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 my point. But. Um, you know.
1: It's a way to counteract the fact that Faraji who's super close, Phillips, the Whiteha- old Whitehaven coach, is now at Vanderbilt and obviously has a great relationship with Morrell. Uh, yes. That's going to be a fascinating recruitment here.
0: And on top of that, now you sort of move on and there's those brand new big names up at the top Jalen Greens, the Greg Browns of the world. The person that, when I went to that uh, event, that EYBL event in Atlanta, the player, the one player that impressed me the most out of everyone, was Cade Cunningham, who is a six foot seven, six foot six point guard, kind of like Penny, um, who plays on the same Texas Titans team as Greg Brown, and has shot up the recruiting boards. I thought I saw on Rivals he's the number two player in the country now, and ha- he has listed Memphis. As one of his schools, so if, if a team were to get a package deal with Cade Cunningham and Greg Brown, oh my gosh, they'd be loaded for the next year. So maybe that's the big coup if you can get that. Coop. Um, the P is silent in coop. I said coup. Oh, I
1: thought you said coop. Like a car.
0: <laughs> Mini Cooper.
1: Um, okay. So that's good news. Well, because I, I think the fact that they got this loaded 2019 class is really going to help them with these 2020 kids. Now there's been a precedent set these kids aren't going to be the first one, you know, out of town top 50 guys to come to Memphis or even top 10 guys to come to Memphis and um, it's really going to help, particularly if they can get them early. You know, like honestly, quite frankly before, like say something, you know, I'm not predicting this, but say something goes wrong during the season and one of these top recruits Memphis got this year doesn't get the playing time they maybe wanted or doesn't produce up to their ranking, so to speak. And this is like a worst-case scenario. That could turn some people off, but like the early signing period happens before all that, all before the season starts. So right now, if you can get some of these kids signed early, I mean, you're in a really good spot.
0: Another thing maybe to pay attention to, and you know, this may or may not change much, but We've talked about the open scholarship that they have for this year. Penny yesterday didn't really want to speak on it. We've talked about the different options uh, that they have, whether or not they want to leave it open or if they want to fill it with a grad transfer or what they want to do. Well, yesterday there was a story that the NCAA is going to put out. What, what was it? Six schools are, are expected to receive a notice of allegations? I thought it was like
1: yeah, a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, six, yeah, yeah, so
0: I mean – if that happens and players are skittish about what can happen as a result of that, maybe there's guys yeah. looking to Probably transfer. One, so maybe it it's smart to have that scholarship open. Well,
1: and my initial thought was, well, maybe it'll go to Ryan Boyce since that's sort of what Penny said was going to happen a couple years ago. But the more I've thought about it, the fact that Ryan Boyce is still here now tells me whether, whether it's, another way to get him a scholarship through academic scholarship or whatever, or just he's been given assurances of some kind that make him comfortable, Like The fact that he's still here means it's not a big deal to him that he hasn't got. So, so you, you really can keep that scholarship open. It feels like, and it feels like it's the best strategic move in this moment. Um, Cause it doesn't appear there's like a Juco or grad transfer guy left out there, who, you really, who could really contribute to this team this year. Like, you could find someone, but, like, you don't want to just find a guy. You want a if, guy, you if, if you're going to use it, you want it on a guy who's actually going to be a meaningful rotation player for this team.
0: Yeah, and if you find someone, I think you should find someone that's going to move on at the end of the season because you, you need yeah. space to open up yeah. um, towards the end. So. Yeah. Okay, well... That's about it.
1: That's everything that's going on with Tiger basketball right now. Um, So, um, hey now. Well, some breaking news. Speaking of
0: interesting things. Kevin
1: McPherson, who is a a recruiting reporter out in Arkansas, says, per sources, this is on Twitter, Virginia Tech grad transfer Kerry Blackshear Jr. is now considering Memphis. He's already visited Florida and Arkansas, and has upcoming visits to UT and Kentucky, Texas A&M in the mix for possible visit. Gonzaga interested. A lot of people have earmarked Carey for Kentucky, um, for a while. Um, He was really good at Virginia Tech, arguably Virginia Tech's best player last year. Um, Would honestly, I mean, he's a big man, stretch four slash five, can like play inside and outside. Would honestly probably right now
0: he's I mean considered to be the best grad transfer out there.
1: It'd be interesting to me though if he's a I mean maybe I mean
0: interesting to see how he fits. Well, not that he
1: fits. Like either if he came here, either he's starting and Precious isn't starting, or Precious is starting and he isn't starting, and neither of those scenarios make a ton of sense to me. Because Precious wants to be a one-and-done, and he's a great... Like, they're both trying to audition for the NBA, essentially. Um, and obviously, I think Wiseman's going to start. So, um, certainly, if you get him, it's like an unbelievable luxury. He essentially... Beca- if he's your third big man, I mean, that is, like, insane. Um, so, I can see why Memphis is going... I don't know if he going- would
0: be your third... Like, he's so good, he may not be your third big He'd a- a- B- be your a- th- B- B- second yeah Regardless
1: Like could you play I guess maybe you could play Precious at the three I mean I mean there is I, th- I think that might be able to. You might be able to swing that That would be an Absolutely Ridiculous Absurd Insane Hey Bananas I'm not gonna Line up d- I'm not gonna If Penny's getting involved Penny's got a shot Like That's what we That's what he's proven so far So Stay tuned I guess Um so we had not talked about everything. Literally, that just that tweet just happened. Yes. Um, so that's another fascinating subplot to uh, track. But uh, we'll keep you updated on that and, and everything going on Memphis basketball related. Um, till next time, I was Mark. I was joined by Drew and Jason. Thanks so much, and enjoy the rest of your weekend.